1: Budweck draft. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome into the CHGO Blackhawks podcast. Happy Monday. I'm Jay Zawoski with Greg Boyson and Mario Tiribasi. It is Mailbag Monday, and we have a bursting sack-o-mail. So we're going to get to those very, very quickly. Before we do, make sure you smash that like button for us on the YouTube page. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel as well. Podcasters, like, subscribe, review, follow, all that great stuff. Those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify are like gold. They take 15 seconds, and uh, we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us one of those if you've not already. All right. Let's just get right to it. we got so many to get to. Uh so Probably going to have at least a day and a half worth. By the way, a little programming note. Tomorrow at 2.30, we're going to talk to Chris Peters of Flow Hockey. He was at the World Junior Summer Showcase. He's got thoughts on the Blackhawks draft. It's been a while. Since we've caught up with Chris Peters, so all things prospect tomorrow at 2.30 with Chris Peters. So set a reminder for that show. Show starts at 2. Chris Peters joins us at 2.30.
2: All right, let's go. If you're not already excited about the Blackhawks prospects, uh, you will get even more excited after talking to
3: Chris. Exactly. Yes. All righty. Kicking it off here from the Discord diehard chat, Brad Beattie. Did the Penguins get worse defensively with their trade?
2: So starting with Eric If you missed the trade. Yeah. It's uh, quite a doozy. Uh, let me pull up the graphic here. Uh, in in short, Eric Carlson heads to the uh, goes from the San Jose Sharks to the Pittsburgh Penguins. Third team involved is Montreal. Uh, let me see if I can find the full trade here. It was uh,
1: they lost Petrie, they lost Jan yeah. Ruda in the trade. They get to Eric Carlson back defensively. So are they worse keeping the puck from going in the net? Yes. Yes. However. <laughs> they brought in Eric Carlson, who helped 106 pucks go into the net last year. Yeah. Good luck getting them to do that two years in a row. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, I, but yes, yeah, they're definitely not as good <laughs> defensively. But I think they're a better team. Here's the full trade. Found yes. it.
2: Uh, so the Penguins receive Eric Carlson from San Jose, Rem Pitlick from Montreal. Worst name in hockey. Dylan Hamileik, not sure. Hamileik, but Hamileik. Uh, also from the San Jose Sharks, uh, and a 2026 third-round draft pick from the Sharks. The Sharks got the 2024 first-round pick from Pittsburgh, which is top-10 protected. They also got Michael Granlund from Pittsburgh, Jan Ruta from Pittsburgh, and Mike Hoffman to San Jose from Montreal. Montreal, being the third team in the trade, uh, gets a 2025 second-round pick from Pittsburgh, the return of Jeff Petrie. They also get Casey DeSmith from Pittsburgh, the goaltender, uh, and Nathan Legary from Pittsburgh as well.
1: Yeah. I mean I mean the
0: Sharks definitely are go doing what the Blackhawks did last year. They, yes. are, they are going for the number one pick. There's no doubt yeah. about that. Thankfully well, they're a year.
2: Granlin, Ruta, late. Hoffman, it's all middle middle range guys. The guys they're, you're gonna flip before the
0: deadline. Right.
2: I, I without looking at their contract. Uh, numbers but yeah guys that you would imagine are not there for a long time and you get a first round pick which i don't think pittsburgh is going to fall in the top 10 I, I don't unless they get some lottery luck
0: yeah i just i think if i'm san jose i'm like how bad you want carl like if you think carlson's the guy that puts you over the top why are we doing this top 10 protected nonsense
1: yeah well, and the thing is, too, it puts them over like the top very, of what? Like they're, they're okay. They're, they're got, not going to win a cup.
0: Their guy, the athletic Rob Rossi, who covers the Penguins for the Athletic, it does a really good job. And some other people too are like, "Oh, this this trade makes them a cup contender." No, it doesn't. No, it does not. Not, not on on what planet does this make them a cup contender? No. This puts them back in the playoffs, probably. This doesn't. Eric Carlson doesn't help them beat the Carolina Hurricanes in a seven game series. He, it's not what they
1: need to beat the New Jersey Devils in a seven-game series. Like, well, look, and maybe you win a series or two, but are you going to win the Stanley Cup? And isn't that the no, goal? Yeah. Isn't that the ultimate this goal is, to win the Stanley Cup? This is
0: what the offseason's been for the Penguins. This is Kyle Dubas, who had his hands tied in Toronto, by all reports. Kyle Hahn. Could, <laughs> couldn't do Rick Dubas. <laughs> uh, couldn't do what he wanted to do. I mean, we sat here and ripped him to shreds for weeks when he didn't pull off a trade to get Marc-Andre Fleury from the Hawks last year. Yeah, Yep. We didn't want to give up a first-round pick because the future is so bright when you haven't won a cup in 60 years. Now, as we learned, that was probably shot down.
1: And maybe that's why he was mad at Kyle Davidson for letting it out there. Yeah. Because right. he's like, hey, man, I had nothing to do. I wanted to give you a first-round pick, and they wouldn't let me. So this is...
0: Young Kyle Dubas, for the first time in his GMing career, getting the keys to the car, and he is taking it out for a joyride. I'm going to get everybody. We're still going to be kind of shitty, but at least I can make the moves. At least we're going to be shitty in the in the way I want it to be. But
1: here's the thing, though. If they're not going to allow you to move on from Crosby or Malkin or Latang, Well, he doesn't have that choice. Well, then choice. you got to try something. Right. That's what I'm saying. Is like, okay, if those guys are here... You might as well try to see what you can make Listen, happen, and maybe you catch guys, lightning in a bottle. But
0: If those four guys have the, a renaissance season like Carlson had last year all at the same time, that's a pretty damn good team. I'm not betting on that happening.
2: The average age of their forwards group is 31 years old. That's too many years. Their average age of their defensive group
1: is 29 years
0: old. That's not yeah, that's an old ass hockey team. And team. when you look it's at the old
1: team, you look at beyond the stars, right? Crosby, Malkin, uh, Rust, Raquel, Riley Smith, Jeff Carter, who is 38, Lars Eller, Noel Carey, uh, Rem <laughs> Pitlick, Drew O'Connor, Matt Nieto, Alex Nylander. Yeah, who's their
2: youngest forward at 25?
1: Then you've got Carlson, Latang, Ryan Graves, eh. Marcus Pedersen, Pierre Oliver Joseph, Chad Rudowell. Ty Smith and in goal Tristan Jari and uh, Alex Nedeljkovic.
0: Yeah, those guys aren't great either. And yeah, you got tough. Jake
1: Gensel on LTIR. I mean, yeah, that's I don't know not, when he's
2: available, but he just went on LTIR, right? Yeah, that's yeah, not a, a soft season. that's a not long, a after.
0: contender by any stretch. No, it's a playoff team. Yeah, probably maybe a second round team. And they've got no cap space. But that's not they're not they're not a Stanley Cup contender. And this is why. So this kind of goes be stuck in this same exact thing.
2: You're you're hoping that Eric Carlson can be the Eric Carlson that he was last year, which was an anomaly season. You're also hoping that, at 36 years old, uh, by the way, happy birthday, Sidney Crosby is still going to be the elite, top tier level player that he. He hasn't had a
0: hundred point season in four years. Yeah, but
2: uh, it's not necessarily his game anymore. He's still pretty damn good. Two way, you know, two way defensively, a guy who's going to put up 80, 80 points, um, but you're also betting on Evgeny Malkin still being able to do that at thirty seven years old, uh, and then you kind of piece together the rest of your forwards group. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I don't see a team that, especially in that division, is going to be uh, feared. You yeah. know, they, they might be the, the. Fourteen or fifteen seed in the NHL, and may and be a wild card team and, and get into the postseason. But I I wouldn't pick them over any of the top teams in the East.
0: If you're a wild card team, you're going to play the Devils or the Hurricanes.
2: Devils, Hurricanes, or Lightning, yeah. or Maple Leafs, Toronto, or like, you're, yeah. you're not
0: beating any of those teams. You're not beating two or three of them to get to the Stanley Cup final. You may you may pull off an upset and knock out one of those teams, but. Yeah. You're not doing that three rounds in a row in the Eastern Florida, Conference, Boston, If Baltimore. the Penguins were in the West, I'd say okay, they can maybe yeah, get to the conference sure. final. Sure, but not that Eastern Conference. No, it just I just don't see it happening. And whatever, I mean, they're they're kind of like it, it's it's like. Kyle Dubas, is, it's like a Scooby Doo episode where they're going to take off his mask. It's actually going to be he who shall not be named. I, <laughs> I would have gotten away with it too if it wasn't for <laughs> you meddling kids. Like they're just trying to stretch out this window. And we saw it here yeah. for so long. They got to get every ounce of energy, every last bit of juice out of the Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves fruit. And we had them here when they all had career years. And Alex Dabrinkit had a career year in the same year. And they missed the playoffs. Yup. So, have fun. Enjoy it. You're getting all the kudos right now, Kyle Dubas. I just don't see that team doing much of anything after the playoffs. Young
1: YoungDangleGad says, Hate to admit it, but we all said the same about Florida when they barely squeaked in. You never know when the playoffs start. But the difference is, Florida had a goalie who had been one of the best in the league before Mm -hmm. find his form in the playoffs again. Um, You also had a team that for years was considered a cup contender and had some really strong seasons before that Pittsburgh hasn't been the quote capital P penguins for a long time. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, you know, they've been competitive and good for a long time as you're going to be when you get players like Crosby and Malkin and Latang and, They've done well with like guys like Rust and Gensel have kind of developed alongside those guys and kept them relevant. But in terms of the Penguins being cup contenders, it's been a long time. Yeah.
2: And, you, and that and the Panthers team had a, a young superstar, Matthew Kachuk, entering, entering his prime, having one of the best playoff runs yeah. uh, that that franchise has seen any player have basically ever. And if you're talking about the Penguins going through an 82-game season, getting into the postseason, and trying to go deep into the postseason, you're talking about a lot of guys with a lot of miles on their tires. The Pen- and yeah. that's, that's tough to bank on.
0: The Panthers had Matthew Kachuk announcing his presence to the rest of the hockey world, saying, I'm an elite player. He hasn't even entered at the prime of his career yet, where the Penguins have Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby – Chris Latang, Eric Carlson, all on the other side of 35. Yeah. A
1: big difference. Yeah.
3: yeah. Yeah.
1: All right, what's next?
3: All right, GVN2 fly hypothetical question. Could you foresee Kane returning to the Hawks at the end of his career? Similar to how Savvy did in 94. Much different mm-hmm. situation, though. Savvy was 33 in his 15th season. I think I think Kane will be 36 or 37 before he's done, maybe even older than that.
2: Just, um, Yeah. That I could be a fun story. I could see it happening, but also – What does it accomplish?
1: Uh, yeah, right. I think, what did bringing Dennis Savard back accomplish? Well, it sold some tickets. That's it. Uh, yeah, I, Hawks I, won't be in, need, in need of that.
2: That's the thing is, if in two, three, four years, whatever it is, where Patrick Kane says, you know what, I want one more, one more lap around as a career, you know, as a, to end his career, and the Blackhawks could be, you know, opening up their contention window and saying, well, we need every dollar we can to be contenders. I think if Patrick Kane's 38, 39 years old. Uh, he's, you know, come. He's had a, a surgery this off season. Hopefully, it helps. If he doesn't look like the old version of himself, then he's on borrowed time. And it might, yeah, it might be a nice storyline. Might be fun to see Patrick Kane playing limited minutes alongside this youthful team. But would you rather have him, or would you rather have another of your budding stars, or a guy who's going to help push you over the over the, the hump, at, you know, uh, I don't know. I just, I just think. By that time, every dollar is going to matter.
1: Yeah, I just I, and we have to get out of the mindset of doing things for the story or doing things yeah, for the, the nostalgia because it doesn't Hawks, help you win.
0: Hopefully, the Hawks don't need a good PR story in 2026 or 27, whenever this hypothetical right. situation happens. You don't need a marketing ploy. You don't need. You've got it right there. You've got you've set. got a, a young team. You know, you've got the 2009 Blackhawks about to make that jump. I mean, sure, you want to bring him in. He wants to come in for league minimum. Have the, f- I mean, it doesn't necessarily hurt you, but you don't need it. You don't, you don't need that feel-good fuzzy story. Winning a Stanley Cup is, makes me feel a lot better than seeing Patrick he, Kane back. He, he,
2: can, he can come back. He can play whatever the minimum amount of regular season games it is to get your name on the Cup and then sit down for the postseason and have a front-row seat as the kids get it done. Yeah, uh, 2028 or whatever it is. Edward
1: says, bring him back for a one-day contract so he can retire a Hawk. Yep, that's what you do. Do what you do with Hossa. Sign him, hang the banner, build a statue, whatever you want to do. But I just... Guys, start thinking like Kyle Davidson. Tear away the nostalgia, tear away the warm fuzzies, and start thinking about what's going to get this team closest to winning a Stanley Cup. And is a 38-year-old Patrick Kane for for a farewell lap going to be that piece? I don't know. It remains to be seen. We've always talked about Patrick Kane as the kind of guy who could probably play effectively till he's forty. So maybe at thirty-eight or whatever, he's still effective, and it makes some sense at a low cost. But I think let's just move on. Like the next generation's here. Get yeah. excited about the next generation because there is plenty to be excited about.
2: Yeah, and, and I and I think just to play devil's advocate for this thought process, I think. The the worries that, that we've all exp- not worries, but the concerns that we've all expressed about the effect of having Jonathan Tays and Patrick Kane stick around in the locker room for the long term, for the rebuild, for all the young kids is well, those those new guys step in and it's Tays and Kane's locker room. Potentially, that goes away in three four years. I agree with that. Patrick Kane comes back and yes, he's this all time Blackhawk, mm-hmm. but it's three four years of Bedard being there couple of years of Korczynski likely being there and 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 so on and so forth of these guys coming up where Patrick Kane's kind of stepping back and you know he's like he's like the old uh the frat brother that comes back but it's every everybody there is all all new guys and he's just you know having Those fun with his old bro. old color tripping neely yeah yeah just so I just think you know it's it's in that realm I don't think it would be there'd be any issues where it's just like oh no now Patrick Kane's here
1: like no, I I think, I agree it, with I think that. that would be gone. Yeah, it would be gone. I mean, even Savard's second tenure, not that he was, I mean, he's a great player, Hall of Famer, Hawks legend, yada, yada, but he was not the level of player that Kane was, nor did he have the level of importance to the franchise in terms of Stanley Cups and yeah. Hearts and all those things. Um, but even when he came back, I was in a diminished role, you know, second, third line center, uh, and he was just kind of one of the guys. But that was just such a classic Hawks move. That's such a Bill Wirtz move.
2: And that was like, what, 95, 96? Yeah,
1: probably right around there, maybe a little bit later than that. But he comes in as a shadow of his former self. There were still flashes. He still had his moments. Yeah. But it was just saying, hey, look who's back. Come buy some tickets. Come see Denny Savard again. Yeah. It did nothing to help them win. Nope. Which is the Bill Wirtz way. Always has been.
3: Well, we can't leave the warm fuzzies behind because we have one more question about it. If you could clone (laughs) one player from the last Dynasty course starting at age 18 to add to the prospect pool, who would
1: it be? (laughs) Starting at 18? Yeah. Oh, shit. That's Marion Hossa in a heartbeat. Or maybe
2: Duncan Keith. I go Duncan Keith. Knowing where they're at defensively. Yeah, yeah. it's Keith. Duncan Keith.
0: Marion Hossa, having him for an entire career would be awesome. Duncan Keith doesn't get enough credit for how important he was to those three teams. They don't win three Stanley Cups. They definitely don't win 2015 without him. Nope. Maybe they win 2013 without him. They may not win any state They don't win actually.
1: any without Keith. I, I say about Keith, he was so good that we never had to talk about him. Yeah. There was never, like, a post-game show I did on The Score or on Madhouse or wherever where we spent time talking about Duncan Keith because he was an assumption. You knew you were going to get 25 to 30 kick-ass minutes from him every night yeah, now and again, there'd be a turnover, fine. But that was as dependable of a hockey player as I've ever seen play yeah. in my entire life. Oh, yeah. Where you can count on number two every night to be great.
0: Yep. That's who I take. Yep. And I love me Samarian Hosa. We all know that. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Taves, amazing player. You take one of those two guys off, you probably still win at least one cup with those t- teams. You don't win any without Duncan Keith.
1: No, I agree. Yeah. We might have to have a summer show, uh, maybe a throwback Thursday, where we just remember how great Duncan Keith was. (laughs) Because I I do feel like he has been a little bit undervalued by the fan base because of all the moments that Taves and Kane have had. And look, Keith had his own game-winning Stanley Cup clinching goal. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's always was just, like I said, so dependable that he didn't even warrant conversation. Criminally, I don't want to say underrated, but maybe underappreciated. Yeah in terms of great Hawks of all time. Duncan Keith, is, to me, is on the Hawks Mount Rushmore. He's yeah. the best defenseman in franchise history.
2: Yeah, I, I, I would have a hard time yeah. arguing against that. But yeah, I, th- I think because of how good he was, you, for, you just you're like, oh yeah, that's right. And he was an all-timer.
0: And an underrated fact of why we should love him even more, out of all those... Players, he was definitely the most hated by Can- Vancouver Canuck fans. <laughs>
1: That's true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
3: From It's Hockey Night in 2022, you acted as if a logo rebranding was inevitable. Seems as though that convo's dead and it's come and gone. Would you agree?
1: Uh, I think for now that conversation is dead. Um, we well, can't reveal a ton. We've had some off the yeah. off the air, kind of off the record conversations um, that make me feel like the Hawks have done enough in the eyes of the Natives that they deal with that it's not an issue for them, that the logo's not an issue.
2: Yeah, I, the conversation, quote-unquote, uh comes and goes when I think majority is outside people from the Blackhawks decide to bring it up. I think that's when the conversation comes and goes. I think... uh there, I think there's, like you said, and, and alluded to Jay. I think there's things that, um. Are being are being done, being discussed, being talked about that. Could could see something, uh, down the road, but, I, I I think there, the inevitability of of a rebranding, I don't know about a complete change, uh, to the logo, but a rebranding or reimagining or whatever, um. I think is is something that is still going to happen at some point.
0: Yeah, maybe you got a 100 anniversary, 100 year anniversary coming up. It's a good time for a lot of time to try something different. Not something completely new, but maybe something a little different. Yeah, we'll see. As as you said, most of the pressure to change is coming from people it doesn't really affect. You know, right. it's not a lot. There's, there are some Native American groups that have spoken out about it, but the majority is not coming from that community. So if it's if That's the, what it seems, if the community it represents doesn't have a problem with it,
1: then I don't have a problem with it. Yeah. Um, I've also heard, you know, from Native American peoples that have, that have expressed sort of a if this logo goes away, does the interest in who Black Hawk was go away? I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if, it, like, if fear of erasure or something like that. Um, again, this is not an issue for me to <laughs> really opine on. Um, but I do feel like if the Hawks got some real pressure from Native American groups to change it, that they would, mm-hmm. especially now assuming that Danny Wurts is in charge. I think I think the whole thing is very fluid. But I think for the short term, two, three years down the road, I don't see the... Native American logo going away, changing, tweaking, adapting a little bit, perhaps, but I don't see it going completely away.
3: All right, from Joe, pizza lover and Bears fan, which Ice Hogs slash under twenty four players except Connor could make the team. Bonus question: favorite pizza topping?
1: I assume he means make the Blackhawks. Yeah, I believe yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, players
3: under, yeah, under twenty four players. Okay, I yeah. think that's what he means. I don't know. Exactly, yeah, I think
1: I'll, I think that's probably. I'll right. hit an under.
2: 24, and an ice hog. Uh, I'll go with Cole Gutman.
1: Lucas Reichel. Oh, going <laughs> I'm going out on, on, on a limb. Out on a limb. Ah. So here, under 24, you've got Tepley, uh, Colton Dock, Jalen Lipen, uh, Samuel Savoie, who uh, was not going to be in Rockford, Ryder Ralston, uh, Antti Sorella, uh, Gavin Hayes, no, Lidwinski, no, Reichel. Yes, that's it for under 24. On defense, you've got Vlasic, Delmastro, Crevier, Allen, and Korczynski. Phillips, too. Uh, He's in Phillips, yes. Where is he? Is he on the Hawks roster? He might be. I'm going to cap friendly. Yes, Um, they have him on the Hawks roster, so Phillips, too.
0: Yeah, I mean, logically, uh, Gutman's a good call.
1: Um, Kaiser as well. Sorry. Yeah, but
0: it's going to be one of those or two of those defensemen. Vlasic and Phillips are, are... Probably the guys with the best, or at least going to be given the most looks to to earn the chance. I'm not saying they're shoe-ins, but those are the two guys that I think are going to, it's their jobs to lose. And then maybe Kaiser pushes one of them out. Uh, but I don't see much of like the young forwards really making an impact at the NHL this year outside of Lucas Reichel. Right, Broke right. right. We'll, we'll probably get some time up here, either to start or eventually he'll be like he'll be the first guy called up when there's an injury if he doesn't make the team out of camp. But like Colton Dock, I don't see him in the NHL this year. Um, you know, Lipen, I, I think Lipen could be an effective fourth liner at some point, but not this year. Uh, these are guys that need at least a full season in the AHL before we can start yeah. really considering them.
2: Speaking um, of ice hogs uh, news, uh, Luke Phelps had surgery to uh, repair a right tendon, Achilles tendon issue. So he's out six months. if You hadn't yeah, seen I that. Always one. Get so a little,
0: I always get a little, miffed. Isn't the right word, but I'm always a little curious. Like why do these guys wait till August? Like, I mean, do you try to like? Might maybe been, I don't need the surgery, or yeah. you, or, or, or might have been something that, happened, something that in a, happened in a summer
2: training. Yeah, who knows? Like yeah. this
0: happens a lot, where you see a guy that like waits till September to get that core surgery. Yeah, and you're like, well, why didn't you do that in
1: I, right well, after the season? For I, I was actually listening, to, I don't know what I I heard it somewhere. It might have been a CH. It might have been CHGO Bears actually that players like try to avoid surgery at all costs and oh, do yeah. everything they can to not have it. But dude, if it was me it's like, well, if you go under the knife the day the season ends, you'll, you'll probably be ready for the next season and feel a lot better. Like, hell yeah, sign me up. Right. Yeah. Sign me up for that second recovery. The,
0: second the horn sounds on that last game, wheel my ass to yeah, the hospital. Yeah, put me on a stretcher
1: and take me to the hospital. <laughs> Do it right. Don't get, drop yeah. me like Mike Madonna. That video popped <laughs> yeah. up <Yeah>. the other day. <laughs> you ever see that? Yeah. One? Yeah. Mike Madonna's getting stretchered. They, he's on the flatboard and they try to lift him. Yeah, let's just drop him. on. The, he's <laughs> fine. He's all right.
0: <laughs> it's it like that Simpsons episode of The, the, the Gorge. Go, go true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
3: Uh, Joe also wanted to know favorite pizza topping. Before oh, we go right. to the Next question.
0: Just
1: oh, I'm one. I'm a simpleton. Just give me sausage. Yeah. yeah sausage, that. pepperoni. I'm a big f-
0: I'm a big fan of black olives on pizza. Okay. It's usually either it's bad. either it's it's either black olives and pepperoni or black olives and sausage, depending on how salty we want it. Um,
2: um, as far as go to one topping, pepperoni for sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's a question. Yeah. How do you prefer pepperoni on a pizza? Do you like it where it's like a little thin slice, or you like the thicker
0: slices,
1: or thin or cubed? Then I thin. like the thin. Oh, not cubed. Hell no. Huh? I like the
0: thin. I don't like it when they like get like kind of burnt on the edge and like raise up. Yeah. I don't like that.
1: That's more thicker. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I'm
2: not a fan. It gets too greasy. I like I like the I like the thin ones. That's as why well.
1: I don't like pepperoni because it is kind of greasy. Bacon um, on pizza is good too. Oh, well, my bacon on everything's good. Yeah, but yeah, really good.
0: The only time I like it cubed is on the uh, a tombstone because you get both cubed and the thin slices. There you go. That works.
1: Fair. It's also a good a good go to, uh, like if you're just trying a place, is sausage, uh, green pepper, and onion. Yeah, it's like a good. You kind of get the vibe for how, like how the place does everything. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's a good. That's a good way to start. That's a good starting. We went to uh, me and my buddy Mike, who actually is a festival booker. That is his job. Ooh. He lives in L.A. and he. Booked Lollapalooza. Oh nice. He had a half hour to meet me on Friday, so we went or Thursday, so we went to uh Pisano's on Madison, and that's what we got. We got the sausage, green pepper, mm-hmm. onion. I think mushrooms are on there too, and it was great. Solid. Pisanos is an underrated Chicago pizza. Yeah. Yeah. That's not Madison bad. just west of uh, Michigan. Good stuff.
3: That was the only Chicago pizza place they had in Milwaukee when I was in college, was Pisano's so mm-hmm. good. Went I don't there. know if it's went the there same. All the
1: time. This is a Melna- This one is a Melnati's yeah, like it's like the nephew Rift, of Lou. Right? it's like the new the nephew of Lou Melnati
0: was like given like permission to use like the basic I'm recipe sure to yeah. make That's his the own. Same. Yeah, because there was there used to be one right by where I moved in Wilmette, but it's since closed. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah, I know right. it,
1: well, there is a Paisano's opening in Oklahoma, but I don't know if it's related. Hmm. I hope so. Yeah, that'd be nice.
0: I hope so. It's good. It's really good pizza.
3: Um, kind of already answered this one. Mike, the Blackhawks fan, are you guys happy that they didn't get involved in the trade? Um, well,
2: this is kind of a different question. A little
3: different, I guess. Yeah. If you're
0: going to get – if you would have gotten a second-round pick yeah, take on Jeff Petrie. I mean, we talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, sure. Or I Brandland or whatever. Yeah, I would have done that. I mean, yeah. none of those guys have long-term deals. They fit your timeline. So if you get an extra second-round pick to take on a bad contract for two years, Sure. But apparently they just either weren't involved in the deals. Maybe there's still some Kyle on Kyle hatred there. <laughs> uh, I don't know. But Or maybe Kyle Davis has looked at his roster and said, you know what? Another high-priced veteran here, even though it's a bad contract, just much like they thought with Josh Bailey. like They, they took the asset that came with taking that deal, but they looked at the roster and just said just it's not going to be fair to those guys, and they're going to push out some of our younger guys. So it just probably wasn't worth it
2: yeah, as far as future assets go that montreal got to be involved in the trade the only thing was the 2025 second round pick um uh, everything else was was for the here and now so yeah i mean they could have been involved in it but they
1: didn't have to what it's, if it it's was not th-
2: it's not a travesty that they weren't
1: yeah yeah uh, Grenlin was a name that came up last year for the hawks too a little bit Mm-hmm. if Pittsburgh was looking to move him, they, they were a place that would say, Hey, give us a pick and we'll take them right, on. Right. But I think you could probably apply that to 80% of the guys that would kind of make, you know, make that criteria of one year left, kind All of right. expensive, not the player that probably paid to be
2: <laughs> any player uh, like that, the rest of this off season and th- leading up to the trade deadline next year or this, this up, upcoming year, any player like that is going to be connected to the Blackhawks because of the cap space that they have and the op, way that they're operating like any player is going to be looked at like that for chicago but yeah. we'll see if it actually comes to fruition
0: all righty well seems like a good point to jump off and we had we we're talking about pizza a second ago mm-hmm. it's a good time to talk about more food yeah i'm uh, down and you know summer's busy everybody's got extra family time and and all these plans maybe you go into music you're going to concerts you're going to sporting events so if you're in the thick of summer and you, you're trying to eat right, you're trying to eat well, and you just don't have the time for your meal prep to stay on top of it, well, you need to give our pals over at Factor Meal Kits, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Uh, give, them a, give them a call. Give them a look on their website. They can help you fuel up with fat, fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track Reaching all your goals. Are you looking for calorie-conscious options this summer? Try delicious dietitian improved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. You need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer? Try the Protein Plus meals with 30 grams of protein or more, more per serving. Factor offers delicious flavor-packed options on the menu each week to fit a variety of lifestyles, from keto to calorie-smart, vegan and veggie, and protein plus. Prepared by chefs and approved by dietitians, each meal has all the ingredients you will need to feel satisfied all day long while meeting your goals. And if you're looking to mix it up, you can add a protein to select vegan and veggie meals each week. Round out your meal and replenish your snack supply with a assortment of 45-plus add-ons, including breakfast items like their delicious apple cinnamon pancakes, bacon mm. and cheddar egg bites, yeah. and potato, bacon, and egg breakfast skillet. That no sounds delicious. Or... For an easy wellness boost, try refreshing beverage options like cold-pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. The smoothies are delicious. With Factor, you can rest assured you're making a sustainable choice. They offer offset, uh, they offset 100% of their delivery emissions, source 100% renewable electricity for their production sites and offices, and feature sustainably sourced seafood in all the meals. And uh, now you can get Factor. And enjoy eating well without the hassle. Simply choose your meals and enjoy fresh, flavor packed meals delivered right to your door, ready in just two meals in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. Head to factormeals.com/chgo hawks50 and you'll get 50% off. That's factormeals.com/chgo hawks50 to save half off your first order at
1: Factor Meals. It's a great deal. And speaking of great deals, I stopped by Sunnyside Cannabis Dispenser yesterday. I went to the one in Schaumburg. Very cool, Schaumburg. very easy experience. Just went on the app, placed my order, it was good to go. Sunnyside is your home for the judgment-free cannabis shopping, a place where all kinds of visitors are welcome to explore, discover, and purchase a wide array of high-quality products. Sunnyside has everything you need to elevate your summer. I also liked that they had a nice selection of munchies. They have like M&Ms, Doritos, like all the sort of stuff you need to supplement your cannabis purchase. It's awesome. Uh, Your one-stop shop for all your cannabis needs, no matter where you are in your cannabis journey. Easy online ordering and in-store pickup. And they've got that great loyalty program called Sunnyside Rewards. It is Illinois' favorite dispensary. Yesterday, I picked up the uh, Black Cherry uh, from Mindy's. That's the best-tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard award-winning chef Mindy Siegel. And Cresco Labs, I also restocked my uh, Counting Sheep Good News gummies because I was running low. I take half one of those every night, sleep like a baby. It's something I was, I've was. i never been able to sleep through the night my entire life. Now that I have found Counting Sheep, I sleep through the night every night. It's amazing. Uh, I feel so much better just in general, so much more energy. But other great brands like Cresco, Floracal, Remedy, and many, many more. Through August, head to sunnyside.shop. And use code CHGO twenty five at checkout for twenty five percent off your total order. One use per customer, not stackable with other promotions. That's not only for new customers; anyone can use that code. Pick up everything you need to elevate your summer. Must be twenty one plus or an Illinois MedCard holder. And the beauty part of that is, I got two of the counting sheep and two of the Mindy's. and when you add them to your cart, it's like twenty percent off if you buy two. But then they, when I went to check out, they're like, "Well, wait, you have a twenty five percent off coupon." So they applied the bigger discount. They like went in and manually adjusted it, saving me even more money. Nice. So the people at Sunnyside are great. They're looking out for you. And uh, like it says, wherever you are in your cannabis jersey, whether, journey, whether you're a pro or a rookie, uh, they'll make you feel right at home and so you know exactly what you're doing without any embarrassment or confusion. That's an important thing. All right, Kevin, what do we got next? All right,
3: let's get back to this couple questions in the chat about the title of today's show, and Hall and Bedard, who's going to be the line mate with him. What are the odds the Hawks put Felino, Perry, or maybe my dark horse pick, Savoy, Savoy on the first line with Hall and Bedard. Some grit to retrieve pucks and let those guys work their magic. Might work wonders, kind of like Anisimov with Panarin and Kane. That's from Alex Hagenbuck. Sam yeah, Savoye, Sam
1: was not, not making a team. NHL. That's not going to happen. No. Um, he's probably a year or two away yet. At least. Um, No, I think I think Perry on that right wing makes a lot of sense. Uh, The speed thing would be a bit of a concern. Is he Mm -hmm. going to be able to keep up with Hall and Bedard? I mean, it's not going to be a three-on-one breakaway every shift, so it doesn't always have to work that way. But, yeah, I think you'll see both those guys with Bedard and and Hall at some point. Um, The way I see it now, and we're not sure. I think we'll find out in the preseason. Do they think Reichel is a center or not? Right, Like day one of preseason or day one of training camp, if he's lined up in the middle, that changes things. But if he's not, you could see Bedard Hall-Reichel as your top line.
2: Yeah, I, and I, I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. I think if you're looking for someone who could play up to that speed, play up to that, that skill level, um, but also bring a bit of uh, the defensive game to kind of round out that line's um, you know, uh, triple threat ability score, you know, scoring pace and defense, I'd put Philip Kershev up there. I think that also gives him an opportunity to, to go out and prove, you know, what, what your game can be. Are you going to be just kind of a third line role guy? Are you going to be you know able to play in the top six with two guys who are definitive top six NHL players? So, um,
0: that's who I would put. I like
1: that idea. That's a, all right, you've got your money. Now you have no excuse to not produce Because yeah. you're with Bedard and Hall Let's see what you can do Go and do it
0: Yeah, I uh, I would want Kershev as my number one choice for that line uh, If not him, Taylor Radish Because he gives you that size And he's got a little more speed than Perry and Foligno Yeah I want to see guys that are going to matter beyond this season Get a chance to play with those two guys Kershev, Radish, those are guys that are, you know Are they going to be here after 2025 when this team is ready to compete? Maybe. Maybe not. This is the time to find out. Yeah, Nick Felino's not. Corey Perry's not. Right. Sure, you can put him up there if you're playing matchups or if you're against a heavy team. You know, you got the Blues or or a team like that. You know, the Predators play a heavy game. The Jets, they play a heavy game. When you're playing them, if you want to put a Perry on there just just to kind of give a little more jam on that line, sure. But I want to see a guy that actually – is, going to, is part of this team beyond this season, beyond next season, get their shot. You know, if Reichel and Bedard end up becoming a thing, sure. I mean, I want to give Reichel a, sh- a shot at center for a bunch of this season before yeah, me we're making that. But I would move between Kurishev. I mean, we talked about pairings. Hall and, and Bedard are going to be a pair. I think Reichel at center with Athanasiu should be – your other pair, your second line pair yeah. And then you could just, you could flip and flop Taylor Radish and chef between those two lines And see which gives you the best chemistry yeah. Ryan Donato is a guy you could throw yeah. up there when Super you need to. Tyler so Johnson So, Tyler Johnson, you got options So, I think, you know, you're going to see Hall and Bedard together for the majority of the season And whoever's on the right side, you can rotate and, and you can sh- figure out who plays best or play the matchups. There's not a need to find a third guy for the whole
1: season. You don't need it. I mean, very few teams keep their – I mean, no no teams, let's be honest. Nobody keeps their lines together all year. Right. It just doesn't happen. But, yeah, I, I, Kurashev makes a ton of sense. And then also, like, if he does show a little bit of, I don't know, like knack to score and, he, and he's doing it with that line – then move him off for a while and see what he can produce like not on his own but if you make him like the featured player on the line like, if that's if that's the main guy to defend I would love to see what have can do on his own but I, I like that to start for sure and I definitely want to see Reichel giving a shot at center I just I just feel like they've already made that made up their mind like if they're not gonna if they didn't do it at the end of last year and they put a fantasy there
0: I think maybe they wanted to just give Reichel an entire training
1: camp at center. Yeah, I mean, time. but he'd been doing it in Rockford, so it's not like it was completely foreign to him. No,
2: yeah, but do, but but doing it at the NHL level in games that didn't matter, maybe it was just an opportunity to say, you know what, come up here, focus on just getting acclimated to you know, the NHL speed and, and, and everything like that, being able to have that experience without also having the added pressure of, oh, now you're gonna play center at the NHL level. Um, maybe that was part of the the thought process too. And then yeah, like like Greg said, like start summer in the in down the middle, do do training camp down the middle and see what yeah. see what pans I out through the preseason. I wanna give him go from there.
0: I wanna give him at least forty games at center this season. See where you're at. Yeah. If he struggles, let him Try and fight his way out of it. Right. And if you get to, you know, the new year and he's been just can't handle it, okay, move him to the wing.
3: Yeah. 99 cent super chat from Young Dangle God. Hear me out. Resign Kaner and put him with Holland
1: Bedard. Thank you for the dollar. He's He's paying. Appreciate it every show. Appreciate it. Um, By the way, a couple people in the chat mentioning that Alex Staylock signed with the Ducks. Yep. Yes, he did. Congratulations. One year deal was
0: 800K eight hundred thousand. Automatically becomes their best goalie. That's great.
1: <laughs> a, I'm
2: happy yeah, to see him, him. continue. On a one way deal too. So yeah. there's, you know, yeah. no no thought, or at least right now, no thought that he'd be sent down at that all. It tells so.
0: me that there's gotta be something on the John Gibson front coming soon.
2: Yeah. Because their goaltend their other goaltender is Lucas Dostal, who's a young guy. So yeah, I'd imagine that means there's some destination for Gibson that's yeah. not Anaheim.
0: Right. I don't know who it will be, but I don't know. Good either. for
2: Staylock, man. That dude was a
3: spark plug this year. He was so fun to. He cover. was great. He was he's so great. fun. It I was love, really I'm, good for. I him, became man. a
0: huge fan. Yeah,
3: we had uh, super really
2: low him. expectations, and he yeah. exceeded them tenfold. Well, yeah.
0: I, I, had a, I have a family in Minnesota, and, and he goes to uh, he goes to that beauty league every year. It's right down the street from his house, and Staylock's been playing in that for like eight or nine years, and oh, he's nice. been raving about Alex Staylock for years, and when the hawks sign him he was like you're gonna love this guy he's such a good dude i was like okay and then f- first time we had a media opportunity with him i was like yeah okay he's, oh, that's he's, yeah, he's, yeah. that's a legit dude yeah he was awesome good I'm, for him I'm really happy for yeah, him i hope uh, he i hope he uh, has a lot of success out there
1: also a couple people asking about the return of the black jersey uh i would count on it count on it at yep. some point i would say not this year but once fanatics takes over as a jersey supplier. Yeah. I think you'll see a uh, you'll see a black jersey, yep. yep, like their traditional black from the '90s jersey. Yeah, those, I yeah. love yeah. those. Would, I know some people that'd hate be them. Wonderful.
0: I loved them at the time. I love them now. I just you know, and then go back to home whites. <sighs>
1: I <laughs> wish
3: that's yeah. That's a whole nother whole other never happen. Oh, well. On the topic of free agents, Clout Collector, how likely is it the Hawks go after some big-name free agents if they op- hit the open market next offseason? Likely.
2: Very likely. Yes. Yes. Right. Uh, though Probably one free agent. Yeah. If there's I wouldn't a, think that they're going to go out and try and splash and hit three of them or anything.
0: Yeah, like I don't think they're going to – they're not going to go out and get guys just because they can. Yeah. If there's guys that they have targeted that Kyle Davidson fits – his vision, they'll go get it. If they don't keep make a big splash this summer, don't lose your, your lunch. Like, it, it, I think 2025 is the summer they're really targeting to yeah. take that next step. But we'll see how it goes. Connor Bernard is everything we've expected and more and just blows the league away this year. There might be teams calling the – there might be some of these top free agents calling Kyle Davidson
1: saying, hey. Right, Yeah. Can you fit me in? I want to play with this kid. So mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. They also have almost $30 million in money coming off the cap next year. Yeah, they're yeah, going to gonna so have money to spend. It might be more than one. It might be, you know, I, I'm look, I don't think Austin Matthews is going to reach free agency, but if he does, I think they'll make a shot at it. Sure. But if it's him, maybe not. But I could see them getting two or three, like, Domi-level kind of guys, you know, yeah. five million-ish type players to fill some spots because – you're losing Mrazek at three point eight. You're losing Tenorti at one point two five. Maybe Zaitsev at four and a half. You're losing uh, Blackwell at one point two. Tyler Johnson, Dickinson two point six five. Corey Perry at four. Fino at four. Uh, Tyler Johnson at five. All that's coming off the books yeah. this this coming summer. Yeah,
0: yeah, they have to do somebody. Are they going to
1: go the big ticket guys? I don't know. I, I see that. That's the concern, and you know,
0: don't blow all your salary. You cap can't in one summer and because I, you're
1: going to have to. Connor Medard, yeah. when he signs his next contract, it's going to be a, a giant contract. Mm-hmm. It's going to be $13 million, something yeah, like that. And
0: Kyle Davidson knows this.
1: Yeah. So it might not be wise to go get Dreisaitl or Matthews, as fun and tempting as it might be. What did the Hawks win when Kane and Taves had those $10.5 million contracts on the books? Nothing. Right. Absolutely nothing. So having two major contracts like that prohibits you from signing the depth you need to win. That's why I hate the salary cap. Punishes you for drafting well. Yes, it does. Yep, Sucks. yes, It does. needs to go Punishes away. Punishes you for being good. Or at least introduce, introduce a salary cap. Oh, or a uh, luxury, luxury Luxury tax, luxury tax
3: yeah. Yep. Just quick before we get to the next question. Looks like it's Windy City Hockey's birthday. I might hey. be getting my Bedard jersey for my birthday today. Happy, so Happy birthday. birthday. Nice, Happy birthday. birthday. I was always in the chat. We appreciate I that. I
0: think he's coming to the golf outing, I believe. Yeah, nice. cool. so he signed up. That'll be fun. So, yeah. From Ann hey. the show, This is not yeah, a, a you know,
3: question, but I feel like you need to start making trade trees slash where are they now for
2: X-Hawks involved in yeah. blockbuster trades? This is something that I've gone back and forth on doing because they are a lot of fun. Yeah. It's a also lot a lot of research. I've done a couple of those in the past <laughs> yeah. in other
0: jobs, and they are a lot of fun. But, yeah, it does a lot of work. Maybe maybe we can tag team a few of them and, and yeah. do those. They are a lot those of fun.
2: Y- you know what? Those would be fun, like, videos to do. Like yeah. we, Like, you could we could do it for video and social content and YouTube and stuff. Yeah, that's a good um, idea. Maybe we do something like that. Yeah,
0: well, it's a good question because isn't today the anniversary of the Dominic Hossack It sure is. trade, yeah. uh, Which a lot of people will be like, hey, I can't believe the Hawks did it. But you got to remember at the time, you also had Eddie Belfour. Yeah. Who was yeah. established. Has- it was still an, took Hasek like two or three years in Buffalo to become Yeah, Hasek was like a, Hasek was Hasek a
2: backup, yeah. young You didn't know he was going to go on and be yeah. One of the all-time greatest I mean, goalies ever
0: And one of the draft picks they got out of that trade Turned out to be Eric Daze So it was a trade that helped both franchises Yeah,
1: yeah. I time. mean, imagine trading Belfort at that point in his yeah. career Right the, the other thing about Hasek to remember too is He is such an, an un, you know untraditional goalie in the way he plays. So it's hard to predict how that's going to pan out over the course of a career where Belfour was your standard butterfly style goalie. He had already had years of success. He is a hall of famer. He's a great player. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a hall of famer, right? Belfour? Yeah. 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 Um, you know, so of course you can look back and say, Oh, they should have kept Toschek. Sure. But at the time it makes perfect sense to have kept Belfort. And that was also back in the
0: day where your number one guy was your number one guy he played 75 yeah. games a year right it wasn't today where even when you do have one of the elites he only plays 60 games I mean if you had that today I mean phew, you wouldn't have traded either one of them you would have had yeah. that as a tandem right and good luck beating that tandem in a seven game series
1: <laughs> in 1990 91 Eddie Belfour started 70 games yeah.
0: it wasn't like they traded Dominic <laughs> It wasn't like they traded Dominic Hoschuk so Jimmy Waite can get the net. Like, they right. had another Hall of Famer who was just coming off carrying that team to the Stanley Cup final. That was, a, that was as a rookie,
2: too. L
0: four. Yeah. That's yeah.
3: crazy. From J. Kane 88 what game are you most excited to watch this year? The first one. The first one. Yeah, the first one. <laughs> After that, firstly, what happens. The first one, yeah.
0: The home opener is going to be a lot of fun.
2: Yeah. Yep. Um, a, uh. Honestly, uh, I know we've talked about it a little bit this summer, but compared to this point last year, I'm looking forward to all 82. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm looking forward to this season. It might change around way, January, well, January, but yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to watching this team, covering this team, and talking about this team way more this, this upcoming year than it was last year. So, yeah. obviously, the first one is going to be exciting. Um, first home game is going to be great. Uh, games against Detroit are going to be fun. This year, I think, because I'd like to think the Blackhawks are going to be a little bit more competitive. I like to, th- you got Alex DeBrinkett there. Like, yeah. I don't know. It'll be, it'll be interesting. There's going to be I some want, a lot I of, lot of fun of lot us see Connor Bernard
0: get a hat trick in Vancouver. Oh, that would be great. It'd be so good. That'd be fun. That'd be That'd be good. We got a comment in the chat. Sounds like something we could, that should be a good show. Uh, Lawrence uh, says, I think it'd be fun to do content of I was wrong about, like I said, Duncan Keith would never be a D man. Um, we could fill up a whole week of shit I've been <laughs> nah. wrong about. The problem is we're never wrong about
2: things, so I'd
0: be a short shot I'm wrong frequently. Yeah. I'm already wrong for next year when I <laughs> declared <laughs> Lucas Reichel is going to lead the team in points. Yeah. Before uh, the draft lottery, asterisk. Yes. Yeah, asterisk. I'm also the guy that predicted Dominic Kubelik to lead this team in goals two years ago. And that well, I uh,
2: said, uh, what did I say? Going into two seasons ago, I predicted Kirby Dock was going to have 65 points. Yeah. And I you was will wrong. eventually. Yeah, sixty. He's got, He's got, got at least that many in his career. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. He's lost that many face-offs in <laughs> two days. Uh, yeah, that that'd be a good segment. I was wrong. I Lord knows I've been wrong about a lot. Kirby
1: Doc has ninety-seven career points. It's not good a for lot him
0: for a third overall pick. Four, four years. Four years in his career.
1: Two hundred and ten games. Four Thirty-three years. goals. Sixty-four assists. Yeah. There you go.
2: Well.
0: It's only some, up from here.
1: I'll take. Hopefully, f- hopefully. I'll, for, take I'll take Frank Nazar. I'm rooting for him. him. I like mm-hmm. the kid. Yeah, He's a good I w- kid. I, I, I hope. Would, it, I hope it I
0: works want out. Him to succeed. Yes but I'll still take Frank Nazar. <laughs> uh, from our boss,
3: Kevin Caduck, since the uh, – actually, we just got the suspension announcement. Six games for t- Tim Anderson, Oof. three for Jose Ramirez. Six. One game for both managers. Six, um, six, six So games for, Ramirez, games, six games for Tim So Anderson.
0: if it was Ramirez <laughs> that got knocked out, would he have gotten the six games? Like whoever whoever won the fight <laughs> yeah. got less games? Less yeah. penalized.
3: Yeah, less penalized. <laughs> oh, uh, in the spirit of Tim Anderson, name an NHL player. Picked a fight that he shouldn't have. Oh, there's been lots. There's been
1: Kevin so Westgarth. Remember when John Scott exploded that yeah. dude's face? Oh yes! Isn't
0: Kevin Westgarth uh, uh, the Steelers' coach's uh, son-in-law? The long not uh, not uh, Bill Cowher. I believe he's Bill Cowher's son-in-law. Is he? Really? I think
1: so. That'd be quite the to the, the I, internet.
0: Because I remember when that is this happened. on Puck Dooku? <laughs> I remember <laughs> when that happened. People were like, "Oh no." Yeah, Kevin better call his his father in law to help save him. That's right, Jack wow. Kevin Westgard is Bill Cowher's son in law.
1: I also remember, and maybe maybe some, I bet Larry in the chat might know this. I can't remember who it was. It might have been Christoph Olawa. It was some up and coming NHL enforcer wanted to fight Probert. Is they all did. Oh, yeah. They all wanted to fight Probert, right? It was like how they would earn their spot on the team. And I think towards the end of the career, Probert was like, all right. Yeah. Here we go. have to do it. So he fought whoever this kid was, predictably whipped his ass. And the kid was so proud to have been pummeled by Bob Probert. He was like grinning ear to ear, covered in blood, leaving the ice. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, what a cool moment. Bob Probert just kicked my ass. <laughs> I mean it's something you tell his kids, yeah, there's also one David Kochi, remember him? he was on the Hawks for a while, big mm. bald goon, yeah, uh, not very good at all, but he was on another team, and Probert fought him, and Probert uppercutted him and and Kochi's helmet like went up in the air, boom, like a pop top yeah there were some there were some good Probert fights I know he's all he's renowned for his Detroit fights, and they were much better and much more violent and a little more unhinged back then. Oh, yeah,
0: the Bob Probert Ty Domi fights are yeah. like re- um, that. They're WrestleMania worthy. Like
1: yeah, but he had a, he had a handful of really legendary fights uh, as a hawk. And uh, AJ says Scott Parker versus Bob Probert. Um, Probert wins, and Parker wouldn't let go after the fight. Yeah, that Scott Parker. That's another dude, man. That, he was scary.
0: No. Yeah,
1: I can't think of too
0: many off the top of my head on the spot like that, but
2: one one I remember that happened last season in the AHL was Alex Flasik ragdolling Christian Reichel, Lucas yeah. Reichel's oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, that's when you got that kind of size advantage. Yeah, you do a, that. He's,
2: he's a big um, big boy. Wouldn't fight
0: him that reach. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of guys that you know think that okay, my teammate's down, I'm going to jump in. Like there were some fights where I was like, Alex Debrinkit, what are you doing? Like yeah, he jumped he in. He fought. A few times. Who
2: did he fight? Was it Yanni Gord? Was he, that Debrincat and Yanni right, Gord? Yeah, and that's was something like a, He shouldn't have done. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, yeah. wouldn't do that.
0: Any anytime he dropped the fight, anytime, anytime Jonathan Taves dropped the glove, I was like, what are you doing? I remember dude? Taves he,
2: fighting Bacchus, uh, uh, David Bacchus, and being like, Oof, yeah,
0: well, when don't he, do I, that. When he dropped the gloves against Thornton, I was like, you don't need to do that. Yeah, let let, let Adam Burrish do that for you. Yeah. Remember eager.
1: when Panarin fought? Yeah, and like whoop somebody's yeah, ass. Yeah, Panarin
0: is like a world class boxer. Like yeah, he does all that hardcore <laughs> boxing Panarin, job. I with the Hawks. With, yeah, because
2: he fought. Because I I think of the Tom Wilson in, in Panarin recently, yeah. where he got like dragged down and almost got his head
1: slammed on the ice. Yeah, Panarin fought but Scotty Upshaw. That's a good guy to fight. Oh, in I 2016, remember that. And t- took it to him. Yeah. Like yeah, that, that was, was one. Of, that I'm was, that was early game, wasn't
2: it? Wasn't that like a November 9th, twenty sixteen? Yeah, that was one of, yeah, that was that was one really of his real. one of his first yeah. first handful huh. of
1: games. Yeah. Was, one of my favorites too was um, Rona came back to Chicago. I think he might have been in Philly at the time, maybe not. And he fought Mark Bell, yeah, as a Hawk, and Bell kind of kicked his ass. Uh, and it was kind of a this was at the time when we all thought that the ABC line was going to be the next big thing. And these guys were all going to be stars. Thinking about things we were wrong. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so it, it had a feel of like an arrival Yeah, with Roenick getting his ass kicked at the United center, but, uh, it was not meant to be, but I remember that one pretty vividly too. Are we got time for maybe two more before we wrap up. And, uh, Yeah, a lot of fun ones left. Save the rest for tomorrow. Yeah, let's do a couple. A lot of fun ones left on the docket
3: Uh, from Jeff Maroon, and there Mm. was another question about this too from. Mm. I'll get to the second one. Uh, What is your go-to food concession purchase at the UC? That's from Jeff, and then Todd also asking about that. Todd Welter. Uh, Those burnt ends and those chicken sandwiches are really really good if you're in the concession line. I mean, I I can't remember the name of the place,
2: but.
0: The, chi- the chicken, chicken
2: sandwich is uh, honey butter chicken,
3: isn't it? Yes, yes. yes. Do they yes. still have
0: the uh, so sweet baby rays on the 100 level? That was my go-to for a while when I had I season know. tickets. Can't remember. I haven't bought concession stand food at the United Center for a while. Yeah, there's a, there's a place there's in a a, there. There was level a level like the Manny's steak del-
1: sandwiches too. Like it's one of the ends. I call like the stage now. It looks like you're backstage. Yeah, in that area. yeah, yeah. The 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 200 level has
0: the best food. Oh yeah, of course. They've got a Manny's Deli Some up there for the cake there. eaters. Oh, yeah, sitting. that's it.
1: Yeah. I think there's a girl and a
0: goat up there too. Yeah. Uh, the five star tacos are good. Yeah, those are good. Um, there's a lot of good options, but I the the hot Big turkey star. sandwich with barbecue sauce and the fries from Sweet Baby Ray's was my go-to. Those are great. And then hot.
1: someone asked about the media room. The gummy bears, the Mark Bergevin infested uh, gummy bears, <laughs> yeah. or the tomato basil soup
3: that is phenomenal. That chicken tortilla soup they make is so good. Yeah. You That's gotta one
1: get there really before good. John
3: Weideman, though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I the love yeah. John, he's he so comes
0: great. Like the big thermos, he he is like <laughs> he, is, he lives for soup. He's
2: on,
1: he's on the lives on that, for uh, soup, that guy. So you gotta get there before he he's hits good it for the voice,
0: yeah. Um,
1: but yeah, if you see uh Kevin, if you see Mark Bergevin circling the press box. Yeah. Get those gummy bears quick, cause he's a bear hander. Oh, yeah. he just oh, reaches geez. the palm I saw, right I saw into the jar and eyes. just
0: him. in front of everybody in the middle of a pe- in, the, in, in, in an intermission. He wasn't in like sneaking; he just like opened it up and put his big giant bear claw in there. And I like, he like, owns yeah. the place; it's his. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm out, I'm out. I'm waiting. <laughs> no to- gummy bears tonight. <laughs> yeah, I thankfully had probably two or three yeah. cups by that point, but yeah.
2: Yeah, the the tomato bisque soup is, is Yeah, that's very my favorite of soups. Very good. It was hyped up uh, when we first started covering the team regularly and uh, it has lived up to the
1: hype. Yes. For
0: they sure. can do they could do it out the broccoli cheddar.
1: By I was wrong, it was not David Kochie. Kochie was like after cheddar. Bob Probert retired. I don't remember who it was, but mm. he whooped somebody's ass, that's what matters. There you go. One more? Let's do one more we'll before we we'll wrap up. All
3: right, early. let's do like this one. Let's hear some embarrassing stories from uh, your new youth sports yeah. days from <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Eret. Wonderful! This could, Wonderful. Dude, this this could be, a be a whole episode, a whole show. <laughs>
0: yeah. I don't have that many embarrassing stories. I just was never very good at any of the sports. I played. yeah, I was fine. I just was never a star. So I'm yeah. sure I struck out in a bad situation before of a pitch over my head, but nothing.
1: does really Does being it. at a school uh, roller party count a roller rink party. That's an
2: athletic event.
1: All right. So I'll tell the story. I, there was this girl I had a huge crush on and I spent the entire skating party just skating around, working up the nerve to ask her out, working up the nerve to ask her out. I finally get the guts to do it. So I literally turn around and go against traffic and skate towards her because I'm like, I've got the nerve to do it. As I get maybe 10 feet from her, my legs come up from under me. I, lay, I go airborne, flat on my back. Oh. So I'm laying on the ground of the roller rink, looking up at the sky. And I see her skate by and just look at me in the eyes as she skates by. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> it's all right. Worked out <laughs> eventually. Hey, all right. A couple years later. Yeah. <laughs> but in the moment, uh, it was not great. Yeah. yeah it was not great. That's tough. Yeah.
2: Uh, gosh. I but One that comes to mind is my first year of Little League Baseball, uh, I did not get a hit all all season i i couldn't put the ball in play like like whatsoever i would only way i got on base was either uh walks or i would get hit by a pitch Yeah, lean into one that was one for the team that sounds like most all, little all, all <laughs> that i could do like i got i and i i got so excited when i'd like hit like a foul ball i'd be like oh i actually hit the ball like it was yeah first year little league very rough for for me
0: yeah i had one moment of glory that was quickly taken away because in little league the 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 age group that actually goes to the little league world series our team had like the serious coach oh,
1: which mm-hmm. was great
0: because i learned so much in those two years playing him about the game of baseball and we whooped everybody's ass because we knew what to do when you know we knew every situation but it was a playoff game uh there was a A fly ball hit to me in right field. I caught it. The guy at second base was tagging, going for third. And I overshot the cutoff, man. I threw a one-bounce strike right to third base and got him. (laughs) End the inning. We were up by a run. Everybody's going crazy. Coach is like, Boyson, great throw! Hit the cutoff man next time. I was like, Oh, but come on, he's out. I knew I had him. That was the throw of my life. And he was like, You didn't do what you were supposed to do. And I was like, Damn it! <laughs> that's my most memorable. Hey, that's pretty uh, good little yeah. league thing. And it, had he never like yelled at me for not hitting the cutoff man, I probably would have long forgotten about that. Play. You'd probably be in the major leagues by now. Probably. Yeah. If I learned to hit the cutoff man, I'd be in the majors. Yes. <laughs>
3: yep. Instead, Broke my arm you're at an open gym one time. That's broke a, your what? I broke that? my arm at an open gym in a gymnastics center. Ooh. Tried to jump over a barrel. Ooh. Landed in it ass first. The barrel fell over and I broke my arm That's <laughs> right. in front of a bunch of gymnasts that were like That's, all uh, doing it. I'm like, I could do that. That's narrator.
0: Rough. Yeah. Could
1: <laughs> not do that. Yeah, don't try that. <laughs> yeah. Nice
0: nice job, Mario.
1: Well, instead of being a major league player, Greg, you're yeah. now telling okay. folks about Foco. You could look like a major league player. Uh, I think I think Mario. Can I tell him about Foco? Mario, oh, I, I, I I'm curious doing Foco. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I got I got my usual.
2: He's he got sunglasses. Oh yeah, sunglasses. He's too. Sunglasses to pedal on. Speaking people. about
0: embarrassing. Jeez, wait a second the reads. <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, Foco. They are the best uh, when it comes to getting fitted out in the best gear around. Stuff you can wear. Stuff you can put on your desk or on the set of a sports podcast. Foco has you covered. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Uh, we are deep into baseball season, and there's still enough summer left to get your Aloha shirts, your straw hats, uh, team-branded polos, bags, everything you need for the game. Like I said, our set direction de- decorations, uh, a lot of them came from our friends at FOCO, and you know, getting geared up for the hockey season, you're going to need some updated bobbleheads because the old Blackhawks are gone, the new ones are coming in. Foco has you covered there. You can check out everything that they have at foco.com or you can click the link in the description below. And when you do, use the promo code CHGO. And for all non pre sale items, you're going to get 10% off your order. Again, that's the promo code CHGO when you go to foco.com.
0: And the best accessory to wear while you're rocking your awesome sports merchandise Sperch. or your spurch merchandise from Foco is a pair of amazing premium Polaroid shades that you can get at an affordable price from our friends at Shady Rays. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn. I say they're the best darn sunglasses I've ever had with their durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. That's not all. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection to in all of wear Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. You can wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they've got your back long after you purchase. And together with their customers, Shady Rays is providing much-needed support to nonprofit partners across the U.S. through Shady Rays Impact. From building play sets to pediatric cancer patients, to providing young adults with MS, the outdoor adventure of a lifetime. Shady Rays is making an impact in your community and others like it now and for years to come. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, but you're no weirdos out there, CHO listeners, so you will love your Shady Rays. But just in case you don't, you can exchange them for a brand new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop, And maybe you've heard about this. It's the best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the promo code CHGO for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's buy one, get one free, according to my math. I think that's correct. The more you buy, the more you save. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over
1: 250,000 people. That number has got to be going up. My wife just got her new Shady Rays, and she looks great in them, and she loves them, so really good stuff. Pick those up. By the way, I, while you were doing a read, I went on FOCO, and I looked up Connor Bedard to see if they had anything new. Friendship bracelets, three-pack. You want know one that says, I love Blackhawks. One that says, I love Chicago. Then it says, Bedard 98. So there we you go. Get some friendship bracelets at FOCO. I think, in, we, need order,
0: I think we need to order three sets of those. Yeah, it's in one for each of you guys. Right, no. I agree.
1: I agree. Are they non-presale?
2: pre-sale?
1: I don't think so we can get 10% off.
2: We can get 10% off yeah. with, pro, with the promo code oh, CHU. Let me look
1: again. I don't think I Free think shipping too. I think they're just ready awesome. to go, buddies. I don't know if says pre-order. All right, give it wait. Give wait a little bit <laughs> and then you'll save on them. All right. Sweet. But yeah, and I'm sure we'll be seeing plenty of Conor Bedard merch yeah. as the weeks and years go on. Absolutely. All right, we've got a ton more questions to get to tomorrow. Uh Kevin's going to save those for us. Also at 2:30, we're going to talk to Chris Peters about uh, all things Blackhawks prospects and World Junior Championships and all the fun stuff uh, coming up over the next few months. So we'll talk to you then. Make sure you are subscribed. Leave a review for us on the podcast apps. Smash that like button on your way out and make sure you're subscribed to the uh, podcast and uh, YouTube as well. And we'll talk to you tomorrow too on the CHGO Blackhawks podcast.